The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Megillah has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Stephen and his wife Gila Israel, a charter member of our Daf Yomi Shi'ud, for the Hatzlacha of both sets of parents. And of course, their dear children. Hashem, Yishmerem, Vihayem, and Bezat Hashem, they should have continued success. Aslahav, Harvaha, Bechol, Maase, Yedehem. This Masechet also has been dedicated by Stephen and his wife, Le'ilun Nishmat Adel Bat Roza, and Le'ilun Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Hen Vichol Benot Israel Shachvot Amahem Vichol Rahamim Vasilichot Venomar Amen. Daf Chavtet. Today's Daf is being studied by Ainu Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden Amen. This Daf is being studied by Rufuah Shilema Yosef Ben Sarah Ella Refanalo Betukshar Holyamo Israel Amen. Begin today's Daf on Chavtet Amud Bet. And we start on the last word on the line. Tanu Banan. It is permissible to stop one's learning in order to uh, escort a met, a uh, person that died, to do the levaya, and, and to enter a kala into marriage. The custom in the old days was they used to escort her from her house to the chuppah. That was done with a big simcha. So a person is allowed to stop learning Torah for these things. The Gaon Vilna points out that in the Perik in Kohelet, where it talks about a time for means there's a panic in Kohelet that says there's a time for everything. Et la milchama, et la shalom, et livkot, etc. There's a time, time to cry, et la there's a time to laugh. Every uh, time. However, in two of them, it says et uh, without the prefix of the letter lamid. It says et la et et livkot. Libkot, Lishok, Lishalom, Lam Milchama. On two of them, no it le. says, no le. What are the two? Et Sefod, Et Rekod. There's a time for eulogizing, and there's a time for dancing. Hagamad didn't say, Et Lispod, Et Lirkod. It says, Et Sefod, Et Rekod. The explanation is, it's Chaser Lamid. The term Lamid says for Limud. In those cases, you could be Hasel Lamid. You're able to be Mivatel Torah for Sefot, for eulogies, and record for dancing, meaning for going to a wedding. So Shalom Amalek, Davka put those two Hasel Lamid to teach you this halakha. That Mivatelim, Talmud Torah, Totsat Amid, Ulaq Nasat, Hakala. Comes again when it says, Amru Alab al Nabi Yudabir Bilai, who's Hasid. Shayam Mivatel Talmud Torah, Totsat Amid, Ulaq Nasat Hakala. She's Maserab, he did it. He was learned, but when there was a wedding or there was a Yilevaya, he would be in Torah. Remember, Why can you be Torah so long as all the needs of the met are not being provided? About yes, Sham Kotsurko, but if all the needs are being provided, then you cannot be Mivatel. So Gemara says, Vekama Kotsurko, what's considered all the needs? Amar of Shemuel Bar Inya Mishemeh Derat, Seresar Alfei Gabre. Minimum of 12,000 people in attendance, Vishita al Shipure, and 6,000 people with Shofarot. So, minimum 18,000 people. Anything less than 18,000 people, it's like that all the needs are being done. And you have to go. The Amrila, some say Teresar al Fegabre, some say 12,000 people, Umina Yushita al Shipure, and from the 12,000, 6,000 have Shofarot out of Kavod. So, that's 12,000 altogether. Six and six. Ula Amar, Kegon, the Haitse Gavre, Meabula, Enough people that can form a human wall from the uh, city, from the gates of the city, all the way to the Beta Kevarot, where the eulogy is. Which means, until there's enough people that can form the wall from where the gates are to the cemetery, that's considered not enough people, and you have to be with the Torah. Just like the Torah was given, so too the same amount of people have to be going when it's taken away. Man, the Torah was given with 600,000 people. Ah. So too, when they take away the tzaddik, anything less than 600,000 is not considered kosurko. This is only talking about somebody that learns. 
However, someone that teaches, there's no shi'ur. Not 600,000, even, uh, even more. It's, un, it's unlimited. Tanya, oh, look at the top of the Torah. So he walked, he, he carried it for meal until he brought it to his burial. So now, what do you mean? Shafta Dhamma. I thought you said you can be vatato. He came late to the yeshiva. What? You came late to the yeshiva? You hayab mitaf every step that you took. I thought you just said bifatim Torah, they don't say tamet. So the Swat says, Lo ayab if they should be till the mudo. And the Mashub says, Zizom mekomo. Umet mitzvah kanam mekomo. Talakha says, Umet mitzvah, you bury him where you found him. So what did you walk him for? Met mitzvah, the place where he is, that's where he buries him. Zulzula met. To walk him for a meal and then bury him. So I told him, every step you took, we hayab mitah. Not because of bitul Torah. Because we mizazeh in the met. Derim mikurbil in the Tosafot, in Masechet Ketavot, Dav Yudzayin. He also has the same exact question. But he says, if you look at the Midrash, clearly it says, Rabbi Akiva says, Tehillat Shimushi Etzel Rabbi Yoshua. In my beginning of my internship, by Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Yoshua. And we know the Gemara says in Berachot, Gadol Shemusha Shel Torah Yoter Melimuda, which means learning is one thing. Yes, Mevatlim Talmud Torah Bepne Otzat Amet, but Shemush Tamidi Agamim that's different. That's higher than Talmud Torah, and therefore that's what they told him. He he came back to me. He came and says, ah, I told you not to Mevatlim Torah. You are, but this is Shemush Tamidi Agamim. That's where you're Haimad Regal, so that he was not allowed to Mevatlim for the Met, and we should have just kept on. Going. Comes the Gemara and says, Tanya, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Omer, Look how endearing the Jewish people are to the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Shebechol makom shegalu, wherever the Jewish people went into exile, shechina emahim. Right, the shechina is with them. God goes into the exile with the Jewish people. Galu lemislaim, shechina emahim. Shnei emar. Didn't I come down and reveal myself to you when you, when, when you were in Mislaim? That means he was with us in the exile. The Jewish people went to exile to Babel. Because of you, I was sent. God says, I was sent to Babel. So he was with us. Before Mashiach comes, before we're going to be redeemed, Shekhinah Ammahim. Shekhinah is also with us in this exile. Shana Imar, Veshav Hashem Elohecha Chibutecha. And God is going to return those in captivity. Veshiv no Neymar. It doesn't say Veshiv, he's going to return those people. Ela Veshav. He himself is going to return. Melamed, Shekados Baruchu Shav Ammahim, Meben Hagaliyot. Baruchu himself is going to return with the exilees from the Galut. Kemara says, where in Bavel did the Shekhinah rest? Which, uh, which area? In the synagogue in Hutzal. And the synagogue in Ben Harda'ah. That was called Shafiyatif. Shafiyatif is the one that was destroyed and rebuilt. There was a synagogue that was destroyed and rebuilt. They called it Shafiyatif. This was a very special synagogue. When Yechonia was exiled from Eretz Israel, they went to the city of Nardian Babel, and they brought with them stones and the dirt of Eretz Israel, and they rebuilt the synagogue in Babel from the dirt of Eretz Israel to fulfill the pasuk Kiratsu Avadechat Abaneha Vetafara Yehonenu. It means they 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 loved the earth of Eretz Israel. So the Shekinah was in those two synagogues. Velotem Hacha Vehacha. Don't think that the Shekhinah was in both places simultaneously. Sometimes it was in Hutzal, and sometimes it was in Nardi'ah. Give me reward. I'm going to get reward in Alam Abba. Why? If I was even a parsa away from any of these shuls, I would make a effort to walk 72 minutes. But I would walk in order to pray in the place where the Shekhinah was. So I'm going to get rewards. I don't have to walk all the way there. But I walked. You know we say if a person is up to a parsa, 
he's exempt. But he would walk. Why? Because you know these synagogues were very special. Abu Dishmuel Levi, the father of Shmuel and Levi, Havu Yadve, they were sitting. The Shekhinah came down into the synagogue. They heard like a commotion. Got scared from the Shekhinah. They got up and they left. Rav Sheshat was blind. He was sitting in the Bitkinist of Shafi Yatif. He stayed. They started to scare him. They wanted him to, to leave out of Kavod Shekhinah. Amal Fanas, Rav Sheshat prays. Somebody that's unfortunate and somebody that's fortunate. Who has to uh, be pushed aside in front of who? <laughs> Which means, but you're going to push the unfortunate, the malachim over here, the fortunate ones. They're going to, they're going to pick on me. I'm the underdog. I mean, who, 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 whose side do you take? You take the unfortunate. So I'm the aluv over here. So what happened? I'm the So the Shekhinah told them, angels, I'll leave him alone. Let him stay. Pasuk. The Pasuk says, I'm God says, I'm going to be for you a miniature Mikdash. What does a miniature Mikdash mean? Which means, the synagogues in Hutzla Aris, they have a status of a Beit HaMikdash. On a uh, small uh, scale. The Beit HaMikdash in Yerushalayim, there's only one Beit HaMikdash. But every synagogue that's in Hutzla Aris has a deen of what? Mikdash. Me'at. Miniature Beit HaMikdash. This was the Midrash of Rab in Babel. Any place where there's a Midrash, that's considered the Midrash Me'at. Like the house of Rab, that was in Babel. Darash Rabah. My Dikhtiv. Hashem Ma'on Atta Haitalanu. God, you were our abode. Edu Batikinisyot Batim Midrashot. Which means, where is the abode of Akadosh Baruch Hu? The abode of Akadosh Baruch Hu. Where's God lived? Kibyachol? In the synagogue. Ma'on Atta. Your boat is in the bed. I can say it. Amar Abaye Meresh Abaye says originally Abagadisna bebeta. I used to learn in my house. Umatslina bebekinista. I used to learn in the synagogue. Kevan the shamat la the kamat David. When I heard the pasuk that David said Hashem ahavti maon betecha. David says God, I love your dwelling. In the love of the synagogue. Abagadisna bebekinista. I started learning. In the Bet Knesset as well. Now I stopped learning at home. I went to learn Dafka in the Bet Knesset. Now she says, Bah, Lo Avai Garisna Ela Bebe Knesset Echad de Maslina, which is I only would learn in the place where I would pray. Tanya, the Bina Zara Kefar Omer, Atidim, Bate Knesset, Bate Medrashut Shebebabel, Sheikh Meruber Israel. All the synagogues that are in Hotsaris, Babel is Hotsaris. They're going to be built in Galut. However, one day, they're going to be uprooted, and they're going to be re-established in Eretz Yisrael. Shneemar, ki ketabor be'arim, u'charmel bayam yabo. This is talking about at the time of Matan Torah. Two mountains, mountain, Mount Tavor and Mount Karmel, which are in Eretz Yisrael, they were uprooted, and they came to Matan Torah. Their angels were there, that in charge of them, also came to be represented at Matan Torah. So the Gemara says, "Va'alo devarim kavahomer umat tabor bekarmel shelo ba'u el lefishal el bot Torah nikbaim beris Yisrael." Why did these two mountains get the zechut beris Yisrael? Because since they came to Matan Torah, so they learned Torah momentarily. God rewarded them. You came to the Matan Torah ceremony, you will be established in beris Yisrael. Batek and Esiot batek and Esiot shekorin ba'em. When they read in them, on a permanent basis, if Mount Tabor and Mount Kamil for a temporary situation, they came to study Torah by Matan Torah. Merited. It merited to be placed in Israel, because Tabor and Kamil are in Israel. Yeah. And that's the Zikhut they got in Israel as a result of the fact that they came to Al Sinai. So, that are permanent structures that are teaching Torah and learning, although well, most of them are going to be uprooted nice. and be brought to Eretz Israel. Tarash bar kapara, my dichtiv. What does it mean in the pasuk? Lama teratzedun harim gavnunim. Literally means teratzedun is the prince, like to, to jump around. Why is the mountains with the high peaks gavnunim? Those are the high peaks of mountains 
Why are they jumping around? Why are they prancing? <coughs> what were the mountains prancing? What are we talking about? Yatsta, but matan Torah. When God chose Har Sinai as the mountain for the Torah, all the other big mountains were prancing around saying, Hey, how come you, uh, you skipped over us? So that claims. Why are you filing a lawsuit with Sinai? They wanted to sue out of Sinai. So what's going on? You're all considered blemished compared to Ar Sinai. Where do you see that in the Pesach? God calls those mountains blemished. It calls them Gavnunim. Literally the Pesach means the mountains with high peaks. But the word Gavnunim can also mean like the following Pesach. It says when you're talking about the blemishes of a Kohen. It says, That somebody has uh, long eyelashes. Or Dak. Or he has cataracts. Which means he has a, 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 the animal. Has a blemish. So that's considered Giben or Dak. And therefore what? You see... Giben is a blemish. So it calls the mountains Gavnunim. You're like a Giben. You mountains over here blemished. What was the blemish of those mountains? Somebody that's, a, that's arrogant, he's blemished. These mountains, you know what was wrong with them? Very high, very tall, very majestic. Harsinai was humble. And then, what does the Pasuk refer to Harsinai, to the other mountains? Gavnunim. Yeah, like a, your Baal Moon. So therefore, you see what? Somebody has a Gava, he's considered blemished. Comes the Gibran continues. You know how to make a shortcut out of the shoe. What does this word kapandreya mean? So it's an abbreviation of a few words. Like it says, it's name. What is its name? A person that says, Instead of me going around the row of houses, I will enter in this one. Which means, he wants to get from one side to the other. So he can go the long way. And go around all the row houses. Or, I can walk straight through one of the houses to get to the other side. If one of those houses is in the synagogue, so now you can't walk through the synagogue to get to the, to the other side. Because that's using it as a, uh, it's a, uh, on uh, East 5th. So you want to get to Osher Park with East 5th. So you want to walk through the shul. I don't want to get to the other side. Instead of walking all the way around the block. So right. it's already a suit. But that's not, that's not a good case because you're not walking in the actual shul itself. But imagine the shul proper the back was there. The door, right? So then it would be a suit because you're using it as a, uh, as a shortcut. So that means, the shul of the Gabbara is, kapandaraya, ademakifna adare. It's a play on words. It's a play on the words. Instead of going around the rows, I will enter this. Amar Babu. However, if originally it was a road, and it served as a shortcut originally, then they built a synagogue in the place, it's mutar. So long as it was a road originally that served as the shortcut, then it's mutar. Amar of Nahum ben Itzhak, Hanichnas Amarat Shalol Asut Kapandriya, Mutal Asut Kapandriya. Let's say you enter the shul to pray. Now, once you're in the shul, you want to go out the side door to, to, get, to exit the shortcut, mutar. I didn't enter to go as a shortcut, I entered to do something else. Then already, you can use it as a shortcut. Amar of Chalbo, Amar of Huna. Hanichnas, the Metakanis at Palil, the person that goes to the synagogue in order to pray, according to the Vilna's interpretation, Mitzvah la'asoto, Kapandreya. It's a mitzvah to go out a different door. Why? Shneemar, Ubebo, Amar, Stamnashim, Muadim, Habad, Derek, Sha'an, Zafon, Nishtahavot, Yatsad, Derek, Sha'an, Negev. When they entered the Beit HaMikdash, somebody entered the north gate, he left out the south gate. And vice versa. What's the logic? So the Gemara explains, because they don't want you to enter the same, exit the same door that you entered, because then already the Beit HaKadish becomes familiar to you. Once it becomes over-familiarized to you, it becomes lax in your behavior. So if we want to keep it exciting, fresh. So how do you keep it exciting? You go out one door, you enter a different door, so that keeps it uh, fresh. And if it's a mitzvah, according to the Gemara, to go out a different exit if it exists. Who do you say? In the shul, that's not being used anymore. Let the grass grow. 
a lot of people to be sorrowed and pained by it, right. and therefore they'll uh, maybe uh, be inspired to rebuild the synagogue. We have a statement that says, you're not allowed to pick the grass to give it to the animals. But you're allowed to uproot it and just leave it there. So which means, you're telling me in the Mishnah, you said, Lo yitlosh. Right. So, we learned, Lo yitlosh But you're allowed to be tolesh and leave it in its place. You're right. When the Mishnah says lo yitlosh, right. it meant lo yitlosh la'achila behema. But you're tolesh it in order to leave it in its place. Because that's also agmat nefesh. You leave it, take the grist and you leave it in its place. You see, it's disgusting. So that'll cause you to want to re, uh, rebuild. Tenan, we learned. Sorry. Tanan, we have a brighter. Beta kevarot. A cemetery. En wagim behem kalutrosh. And lightheadedness in the cemetery obviously is going to be asur. There's metim over there. It is forbidden to graze animals in the cemetery. Obviously, out of kavod of the met. So Smot says, but planting trees in the cemetery is uh, is okay. And that's not a problem of the met because you're not growing the trees on the grave itself. You're growing them next to the graves. Uh-huh. However, the, the animals, they graze them, eating even the, 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 the grass that's on the cemetery, the graves. That's Asur. You're not even allowed to have a stream of water running through the cemetery. You're not allowed to uh, pick the grass in the cemetery. And if you did, you burn the grass in its place. And all this because out of respect of the metim. So the Gebara says, Ah, yeah. This last statement that you said, mm-hmm. Where's it going on? If it's going on the last thing you said, that you burned the grass. Right. Which means, well, you're burning it. You're burning it in its place. So what do you tell me? It's Kavod Metim. You burned the grass. What's, what's, what's the Kavod Metim in burning the grass? Right. So the Gebara says, What's going on the Resha that says, Why can't you be no Hegbem Kalutrosh? So therefore, we see now, a cemetery is also a Rashi. So you see, in the cemetery, we have to treat it with a certain amount of reverence and respect as well. And we continue at the Mishnah. Rosh Chodesh Adar Shechaliyot Beshabbat. That Shabbat is called Shabbat Shekalim. Rashi explains to us, Kurim Beparachat Shekalim, Neodia, Shiavu Shekalim Beadar. Let's say, announcement for the people to bring their half a shekels in Adar, Kedishi Yakribu Behad Benisam Truma Hadasha. So one month later in Nisan, they'll be able to bring from the new donations. So again, if Rosh Chodesh Adar falls out on Shabbat, that Shabbat itself they read, Parashat Shekalim. Haliyot Petoka Shabbat, if let's say Rosh Chodesh Adar falls out in the middle of the week, Makdimim the Shabbat. So you read the Parashat Shekalim, the Shabbat, before. So that's the basic rule when it comes to Shekalim. Either it's on Rosh Chodesh Adar that falls on Shabbat, or the Shabbat before the Rosh Chodesh Adar, if the Rosh Chodesh falls out during the week, Umafsikim the Shabbat Achirim, which means if let's say it falls out uh, uh, during the week Rosh Chodesh Adar, so the week before you read Shekalim, the next Shabbat it's it's a regular Shabbat, Mafsikim. You don't read anything, I mean, you just read the regular Parashat Shavua. because we want to read Parashat Zachor, which is the next of the four Parashiyot. We want to read it next to Purim. So therefore, we take a break, and then it says, B'Shiniyah, the second Shabbat, we read Zachor. Okay, now the logic of Zachor, as she says, is, in order to put Mihayat Amalek next to Mihayat Haman. Right? The, the erasing of Amalek, and the Purim is that week. So therefore, there's a connection. Zachor, again, is the parasha of Amalek, in parasha Kitzitzah. B'Shilishit, the third week of the four parashiyot, Para Aruma. We read Parashat Para. So that she explains to us, Let's hear it, Israel, the That's the warning to Klai said that they should do their Korban Pesach in purity. Obviously, in the olden days, you needed to purify yourself with the Para Duma. Barbi'it, the fourth of the Parashiot is, Ha'chodesh Lachem. That she says, Shisham Parashat Pesach. One explanation is because in the Parashat, it talks about Korban Pesach. 
So therefore, we read it right before Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Which means, logically speaking, Parashat Chodesh should come before Parashat Para. Why? Because historically, the Mishkan was uh, built first. Mishkan was erected on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and after the Mishkan was built, then they brought the first Paraduma. So seemingly, we should say first Parashat Chodesh, which happened on Rosh Chodesh. Nisan, which is the building of the Mishkan, followed by Parashat Parah, which was done after. So see Rushami's question. So I read it inside the sheet. Tamar of Chama Bedinu Shiyikdoma Chodesh of Parashat Parah. Shelebehad Minisan Rukhama Mishkan. Vesheni Lodesh of Parah. Umepenemag Dimoha Shehi Taratan Shehi Israel. Because we're talking about Taratan of Israel. So it's very important, the purification of Christ's Israel. So that even takes precedence over Parashat Chodesh. We put that... First, when Parashat Para is the third Parashat, Parashat Achosh is the fourth Parashat. Mahamishin, the fifth week, which now we're continuing the uh, next Shabbat. If that Kozrin, the Kisidran, you go back to the, back to the regular order. So the Gemara is going to explain when we go back to the regular order. Order of what? So there's going to be two opinions. One is going to explain when you go back to the order of Haftarot. Because every one of these four Parashiyot, uh, there's a special Haftarah. After the fourth week is up, then you go back to the regular Haftarah of the Parashat Shavuah. Another opinion would say, no, you go back to the reading of the parasha. Because one opinion is going to hold that during the four Shabbatot, that is the reading. You know, you, 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 it overrides the regular reading of Parashat Shavuah, you just read these items. So therefore, in the fifth week, you go back to the Kisidran. What's Kisidran? To the order of the Parashiyot. Shnach continues. Lakol Mafsikin. Which means, for all situations, we stop reading the standard reading of the day, and we read a special reading for the for the day. For example, Berashi Chodashim. Right? On Chodesh, we have a special special reading. Uh, the Chodesh say Monday and the Thursday, right? You have the Chodesh, so we don't read the regular Parashat the Shavua that we usually read on a Monday and Thursday. We read the special Parashat of the Chodesh, Mahanukah, as well. Hanukkah, we read the special reading of Hanukkah, that's the Nisi'in. Mapurim, right? Purim falls out on a Monday and a Thursday. We read the special parasha of uh, Purim. We don't read the parasha of Shavuah, we read the Vayavu Amalek. Beta'aniyot umma'amadot. For that matter, on the Ta'anit, we learned the Masech of Ta'anit, used to read Parashat Bereshit. Right? Every day another uh, paragraph of Parashat Bereshit. Umma'amadot as well. And Ta'aniyot, actually, I take it back. Ta'aniyot is Vayhal Moshe, and Ma'amadot is the Parashat Bereshit that they would read every day in the paragraph. Ubiyom Kippurim, as well as Yom Kippurim. What is what is Yom Kippurim doing this Mishnah? So the Tukhat Tosafot, Sarich Lomar, the Baram Tosafot, the Ma'ari B'Minchat Yom Kippurim Shachalot B'Shabbat, meaning on Shabbat that's Yom Kippur in the Mincha. Normally in Mincha, Shabbat we read Parashat Shavuah. The Hadush is on Kippur that falls on Shabbat. We read special parashah of Kippur, Acharemot. That's the, uh, that's the uh, only time which is normally in Minhav, a holiday, if there's uh, falls on Shabbat, we read parashat Shavuah. For example, sometimes Rosh Hashanah can come out on Shabbat. In the Minha, we don't read Rosh Hashanah, we read the regular parashat Shavuah, Vizat Barakah, whatever's coming up. But the Hadush is, when it comes to Yom Kippur, Shachal Yom Shabbat, in the Minha, we don't read parashat Shavuah, we mafsik, and we read uh, parashat. Now, uh, the reason why we're not talking about Yom Kippur in the morning, even though it's also true, Yom Kippur in the morning, we also read a different parashah. When Yom Kippur comes out of Shabbat, we don't read parashah Shabbat, we also read parashah Ha'emot. Because what, if you were talking about Yom Kippur Shabbat, we would have discussed all the other holidays also. Any holiday for that matter that comes out on Shabbat, it overrides the regular reading of the parashah. So I can mean, I mean tell me Sukkot, I can mean tell me uh, Pesach. So must be picking uh, Yom Kippur, because Yom Kippur is special in Minha. Shabbat Mincha of Kippur, you don't read the regular Parashat HaShavuah. And every other holiday you do. There's never a special Yom Tov reading in Mincha, Shabbat. Uh, Pesach falls on Shabbat. Right? Which it always does. In the Mincha, we don't read the Pesach reading, we read whatever the Parashat HaShavuah coming up is. So the only time in Mincha that we change the reading would be on Yom Kippurim Shachal Yod B'Shabbat. That's why I chose uh, that one as the example. Comes the Gemara We learned in a Mishnah. Be'ahad be'adar mashmi'im ala shikalim. On the first of Adar, Betin announces to the people that they have to start uh, giving in their shekel. Right? They have shekel. Be'ahad ha'kil'ayin. And also on 
mixtures in the field called Gilayim, which means already that's the planting season already. Uh, and now uh, the things are starting to uh, grow. And therefore, you have to tell the people, go in your fields and make sure there's no, uh, for example, uh, uh, other zeda'im, other seeds that are growing amongst your wheat. That's considered like kalayim, that's a mixture. You have to have the wheat alone. So they go out in the field, maybe some seeds fell in between. So they have to uproot the uh, other seeds in order to keep the field clean. So they would make an announcement in the Rosh Hashanah on two items, on the shekalim and on the kalayim. So the Rosh says, I understand why they're making an announcement on Kilayim in the month of Adar, because that's the time of the planting. How do you know they have to make an announcement on Shekalim and Oshkodesh Adar? Amar bi Tabi. Amar bi Yoshia. Amar Kira. Zot Olat Chodesh Bechodjo. In the Parashav Rosh Chodesh, it says, Zot Olat is the Korban Olat. Chodesh Bechodjo. The other person says, Lechodje Hashanah. So there's a lot of Chodeshes over here. Chodesh, Bechodjo, Lechodje. So the Kibbutz is going to make a derashah on this. Amra Torah. Chodesh, Vehabe, Korban, Metumah, Hadashah. So you read it like this, Chodesh. There's a certain time of year where you have to renew and bring the Korban Tamid from the new monies. Mizot Olat, Chodesh, Bechodjo. It means Chodesh. There's a certain month that you have to stop bringing from new funds. Jeez, there's a, there's a, there's a fiscal uh, uh, year for the Mishkan. After a certain time, the money becomes old, and they have to get new money and buy the Qurban Tamid. Now, how do we know that's uh, the month of Nisan? Uh, we didn't prove that. Maybe it's, uh, you know, Adar. How do you know Nisan is the cutoff point? So that she tells us, because we know the Masikh Rosh Hashanah, it says in the month of Nisan, Rishon Ulachem Lechodche Hashanah. And we have also a Pasuk uh, that says, Zot Olat Chodesh Bechodcho Lechodche Hashanah. So we have a Gezerah Sheva, Shana Shana, to teach us that that month that you start bringing new monies is Nisan. Since in Nisan, you have to start bringing the Korbanot from the new monies. So we start reading Parashat Shekalim a month before on the Chodesh Adar. So they'll have a month to you know, be uh, aware that they have to bring the Shekalim to the Beit HaMikdash. So the Gemara says, Keman, they look at a ban Shimon Ben Gamliel. Our Mishnah is not following a ban Shimon Ben Gamliel. Because our Mishnah is telling you, you need 30 days. That's why on the Shkodesh Adar, Shekhaliyot B'Shabbat, we start announcing the Shekhalim. Why? Because she needed at least 30 days minimum to warn the people to bring the Shekhalim. This is not following the ban Shimon Ben Gamliel. Why? The Ira ban Shimon Ben Gamliel, Ha'amar Shtei Shabbatot. The ban Shimon Ben Gamliel's opinion is, 14 days is enough to warn the people for certain things. How do we know that? Right, we start learning the halachot of Pesach before Pesach, thirty days. Rabban Shmuel Gamliel Omer Shtei Shabbatot. Rabban Shmuel says no, you only have to start two weeks before. So what do you see the Shittah Rabban Shmuel Gamliel is? That it's a two-week item, which is to warn people in, in, in things that are going to happen. So you give them two-week notice. So uh, therefore, how much not can be going like Rabban Shmuel Gamliel? Because how much not saying you got to give them thirty days? We have a statement. On the 15th of Adar, that's when the money changers would start sitting in the city. And on the 25th of Adar, they would already be on the Temple Mount. Meaning, what were the money changers doing? They were changing money to so the people give the Shekhalim. You needed to have a money change in order to get the right uh, the right amount. So they would start sitting already on the 15th of Adar, in the Medina, meaning in the city, in Yerushalayim. And then, as it got closer to the end of the time, they would move their tables to the Harabayat area. So to give everybody a warning, when they saw that money changes moving, you knew you only had five more days to give your half a shekel. Oh, so now we understand. On the Shodesh Adar, you start reading the Shekalim, because it's two weeks before... The money changes start sitting in Yerushalayim. So therefore, So therefore, it is a two-week uh, uh, situation. It's two weeks, not from when your deadline is. They're giving you a two-week notice. About that. In two weeks, the money changes are going to start sitting in, uh, in the Yerushalayim to, to make change for your Mahatita Shekel. So therefore, it can be going like the Mahatita Shekel.
Understand? So there's two ways of learning the Mishnah now. Either it's 30 days before Nisan, and it's following the rabbi's opinion that it needs 30 days, like you learned on the Pesach 30 days before Pesach. So do you have to have 30 days before Adar? Or it's going like the Banshur Gamliel that says you only need 14 days, two weeks. And how is it? Because you're not going to Adar to Nisan. You're going from Rosh Adar to the 15th of Adar. What do you announce? It's going to happen on the 15th of Adar. You have two weeks to know that uh, the money change is going to start sitting, so get your money ready to bring it to them in order to get your Hefeshekehs. My Parashat Shekalim. Okay, now we have a basic question. What is Parashat Shekalim? What do you read? When we take it for granted. What is the Parashat called Parashat Shekalim? Rav Amar Sa'ad Bnei Yisrael Damarta Elehem Et Korbani Lachmi which is actually the parasha we read on Rosh Chodesh, mm-hmm. but he's saying, oh, that's the parasha of Shekalim Sabit, but he said the parasha that talks about the Korban Tamid. Ushmuel Amar, Kitisa. That's when we read the Halakha. Kitisa, Rosh B'nai Israel, Venatinu Ish Kof and Nafshu, it talks about the Hefe Shekel. Bishlam Alaman Tabar Kitisa. I understand the opinion that says that Kitisa is parasha Shekalim. Hainu Dekari La Parashat Shekalim. That's why you call it parasha Shekalim. Why? Tikhtiv Ba Shekalim. Because it talks about Shekalim. So it makes sense why that Shemar is called Parashat Shekalim. El Aleman, the Amar, et Korbani Lachmi. But in Parashat it talks about Rosh Chodesh, or the Korban Tamid. Hacha. Okay, take that word. Hacha. Midi Shekalim, Ketivi, Hatam. Which means, it doesn't say one word about Shekalim in that Parashat. So why would we call that Parashat Parashat Shekalim? So the answer is, In, yes. Ta'ama, Mai, Kedrabi, Tabi. Didn't we just learn from Rabbi Tabi? Rabbi Tabi said, the fact that it says the Pasuk Zot or not Chodesh Bechotcho, what do we learn from those extra words? That there's a certain month, Chadesh Vehavi, bring the new monies from the new Shekalim. So although it's not explicitly saying the word Shekalim, implicitly in that Pasuk, Zot or not Chodesh Bechotcho, it's a subject of Shekalim. Because it doesn't say that there's a certain month that you have to start bringing from the new funds. What, what, what are the new funds called? Shekalim. So therefore, it's also called Parashat Shekalim. Because of the Pasuk of Zotolat Chodesh Bechotcho, according to the opinion of Rab Tabi. Deborah says, Bishlamah Leban Damah Sabe Bnei Yisrael. According to the opinion that says, It's Sabe Bnei Yisrael, that's the Parashat Shekalim. Mishum Dikhtivi Korbanot Tatam. Kedra Bitabi. That makes sense. Because what do you do with the new Shekalim? You spend it on Korbanot. Very good. And therefore, the parasha of Sabah ben Yisrael is talking about korbanot. Zot olat chodes bechotcho, take the new monies and buy korban, olah. What did they do with the new shikalim? They bought the daily korbanot. So therefore, it makes sense that the parasha of shikalim should be tzav, because it's talking about using the money for korbanot. Elon lemanda marki tisa'a, korbanot ni kitivi, shikalim na adanim kitivi. Which means, if you look at the parasha of kitisa'a, it does talk about shikalim, no question about it. But collecting the shikalim, for the Mishkan, to build the Mishkan. Not for Korbanot. Actually, it's talking about the Adanim. The brackets that they used to use for the Mishkan were made from the money they collected from the Shekalim. So therefore, what are you talking about? You're trying to teach me Shekalim for Korbanot. In Parashat, he said, don't talk about Shekalim for Korbanot. Talk about Shekalim for the Adanim. So the Gemara says, now, Kedetani Rabbi Yosef. Shalosh Tirumotin. If you look at Parashat, it says the word Tirumah three times. Shil Mizbayah, La Mizbayah. Vishal Adanim, La Adanim. Vishal Betikabayit, La Betikabayit. Which means, there's a Tirumah that's referring to the Tirumah of the Adanim. There's a Tirumah that's talking about the Tirumah of the Mizbayah, meaning the Kurbanot. And there's Betikabayit, maintenance. So therefore, it is mentioned there. One of the Tirumahs that are mentioned in Parachat Kitisa is Tirumah HaMizbayah. Incidentally, for me, we have the custom that Ramah brings down that when we give half a shekel, today is we're only giving Zechel and Mahashita shekel, because no better Midash. The people give three shekelim. Why? Because it says Tirumah, Tirumah, Tirumah. It says Tirumah three times in the parasha. So therefore, anyway, we're giving charity. So we might as well give more. So we give three shekelim per person, based on this uh, Gemara. But it continues. Bishlamah leman da'amar kitisah. Quote the opinion that says kitisah. Hainu deshani, hainu shkodesh mish'ar l'shechodashim. Which means we said like this. On Rosh Chodesh Adar Shechaliyot B'Shabbat. What do you read that Shabbat? Parashat Shekalim. Now, it makes sense if you tell me it's Parashat Kitisa. That's what you need the Mishnah to tell me. You read Parashat Kitisa. Because normally on, on those Chodesh you read Sabah Ben Israel. So I understand that if you tell me that Kitisa the Parashat, that's what makes Shabbat, Rosh Chodesh, Adat different than all other 
Rosh Chodesh is. When you're regular Rosh Chodesh, you read Tzav B'nai Israel. So the Mishnah is telling you, but you should know. How Rosh Chodesh Adar B'Shabbat, you don't read Tzav B'nai Israel, you read Gamsan Chikalim, which is a different Perasha. And that makes sense. Which means, if anyway on Perasha Chikalim you read Tzav B'nai Israel, so what does the Mishnah have to tell me? It says, Rosh Chodesh Adar B'Shabbat, B'Shabbat, Kori Perasha Chikalim. What's the difference? You always read that. On Rosh Chodesh, you always read Tzav B'nai Israel. So why is Perasha Chikalim different? So he says, no, it is different. Shari. Di'idu rashi chodashim, karu shita be'anyena diyuma, be'chad bedu rosh chodesh. So I tell you, on a normal rosh chodesh, shahaliyot b'shabbat, you read six aliyot from the regular parasha of the Shavuah, and the seventh aliyah you read rosh chodesh. Di'idu ha'idana, but on Shabbat shikalim, kullehu bedu rosh chodesh. You read all the aliyot from Sabi ben Israel. See, that's the difference, which means, you're right. Rosh Chodesh reads Sabah ben Israel, and Shikalim reads Sabah ben Israel. Also, what's the difference between Rosh Chodesh and Shabbat when it's Adar? The difference is, on a normal Rosh Chodesh and Shabbat, you read six from the Parashah, and one from Rosh Chodesh. On Shabbat Shikalim, you read all seven Aliyot from Rosh Chodesh. So that's the difference. Not in the reading, but in the way you break it up. So This only makes sense, according to the opinion that says that you... Uh, when the Mishnah says, on the fifth week you go back to, to, the, to the Seder. means you go back to the Seder of Parashat. That means you stop reading Parashat to Shavuah during the four weeks. Good, so now I understand you. Tell me the difference is on the Chodesh, you read six and one. And on Shabbat Shekalim, you read all seven from the Parashat Shekalim. Because you don't read the regular Parashat. That makes sense. However, But according to the opinion that says that you read Parashat Shavuah even during the weeks of the, of the four weeks. Of the parashiyot. And when it says Chosim Kisidran in the Mishnah, it means you just go back to reading the regular Haftarah. It's the only thing that changes during those four weeks is the Haftarah. And the fifth week, you go back to the original Haftarah. That means you're reading Parashat Shavuah also on Shabbat Shekalim. So what's the difference between Shabbat Rosh Chodesh regular or Shabbat Rosh Chodesh Adar? You're always reading Parashat HaShavuah. So what's the difference between, and if you tell me it's always Salah ibn Israel, is the Shekalim and the Rosh Chodesh, what's the difference? So Gibran says, Shani, it's different. The way you split it up. On regular Rosh Chodesh, you read six and one. Six from the Parashat Shavuah and one from the Rosh Chodesh. On Shabbat Shekalim, you read three from the Parashat Shavuah and four Aliyot from the Tzavi Bnei Yisrael Parashat Shekalim. So the difference is not in the reading, it's the difference in how you... Break it up. We have a question. Rosh Chodesh Adar Shechaliyot B'Shabbat. How much now? Rosh Chodesh Adar fell out on Shabbat. Korim B'Parashat Shekalim. So what do we say? You read Shekalim. Umaftirim B'Yohiyada HaKohen. The Aftarah is the Aftarah called Yohiyada HaKohen. That what? In that time, they collected money for the Bet HaMikdash. For the maintenance of the Bet HaMikdash, they put a tax on the people. So it talks about the subject of Shekalim. How they collected the monies for the Bet HaMikdash. So Bishlam Ademanda Malkitisa Hainud Baftidim Biyuhiyada Kohen Dedamile, which is I understand. You tell me you're reading Parashat Kitisa as the Shikalim Parashah makes sense why you picked the Haftarah because the Haftarah always has to be similar to the reading. So if the reading is Shikalim in Kitisa, so the Parashat Biyuhiyada Kohen makes sense why Dichtiv Kesef Nafshot Elko, which means they collected money. Each person's value in order to give it to the Bet Hamikdash. That's exactly the story in Kitisa. But if you tell me about you read Korbani Lahmi, which is the Parashav Olat Tamid, what is the Kadu Tafhtara that they collected money for the Bet Hamikdash? What do you mean? In Midame, yeah, Dame, Kidrabi Tabi. Yes, I get back to Rabbi Tabi. Zot Olat Chodesh Mechajo. Implicitly from that pasuk we learned what? That there's a certain month that you have to start collecting new money in order to give the Beit HaMikdash. So therefore it also makes sense to say that after that, based on the Tabiz Rasha of the Haddash Ve'avi Metur Mahadasha. Metive. So that gives us a question. Interesting cases now. Haliyot Beparasha Hasimuchala. Which means like this. Let's say Rosh Chodesh Adar. Rosh Chodesh Adar. Falal on Shabbat. The Shabbat that is... Close to, close to the reading. Parashat la. Now we'll see close to which reading. Close to the reading of Parashat Shekalim. In its normal place in the Torah. I'll give you an example just so you can understand it. 
we read Parashat Kitisa for Parashat Shekalim. Okay? So let's say the Shodesh Adar fell out a week before we read Parashat Kitisa, meaning Parashat Shekalim fell out in the Parashat Tetzaveh. Then we read Tetzaveh, then we read Kitisa. So the Shabbat of Rosh Chodesh Adar was Shabbat, and that week was Parashat Tetzaveh. Okay? So you're going to read that week what? Kitisa for Parashat Shekalim. Then the next week, you're going to read it again as... So it says, meaning fell out on the parasha that's close to the time that you read, let's say Kitisa, for example. Just give me an example. Either before or after, which means let's say the fell out after you read Kitisa. That would be Parashat Vayakil. Okay? So you read Kitisa the first week and you read it again the second week. So it says, Korin Ota Vikoflin Ota. So you read it once and you read it again. Either you read on the Shabbat Shekalim and then in Kitisa, or you read Kitisa then again in Parashat Shekalim the week after. Then again, I'm plugging in Kitisa because this bright only makes sense. To explain Kitisa because that's the only way it can happen. However, because Kitisa falls out at that time of year, which means we read Parashat Kitisa in Adar time. So then it can happen. This case can happen if you tell me Parashat Shekalim is Kitisa. And on the man, the man, Saavit, Korbani, Mimit Rameh, Be'uzimna. If you tell me the Parashat is Saavit B'nai Israel. Saavit B'nai Israel is in Parashat Pinehas. That you read in the summer. Or whatever. After Pesach. So it can never happen. Where you're going to tell me Parashat Shekalim, which is an Adar, that will come out a week before you're reading Saavit B'nai Israel. Doesn't, it doesn't fit according to the, to the system. So you can have no scenario like that. So the Gebra says, in, yeah, it does work out. For the people in Israel. In Israel, they had a different way of breaking up the parashiyot. They didn't read one parasha a week. Thereby finishing the, 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 the Sefer Torah once a year. They would finish the Sefer Torah once every three years. So they would read much less, or one third, right, of what we read. And therefore in Israel... It was possible, based on the way they split it up, that Savit B'nai Israel could come out in Adam time, and therefore he would read Shekalim one week, which is Sav, and the next week Sav again, or you'd read Savit B'nai Israel and Pinehas, and then the next week would be Shekalim. So it's possible to read the Penasav Shekalim twice, two weeks in a row for B'nai Maraba, based on the way they divided up the Penasiyot. Okay. So again, basically the Gemara is just bringing. The two she taught there and questioning uh, the opinions. Tanya, we have a Braita to support the opinion of <laughs> Shemuel. Again, what's the opinion of Shemuel? Shemuel, the opinion that says Kitisa. Okay? Rosh Chodesh Adar Shechaliot B'Shabbat. Okay? Rosh Chodesh Adar Fozar Shabbat. Korin Kitisa. We read Kitisa, Umaftirim, Yuedan Kohen. Okay, very clearly. We have now a Braita that's telling you that the parasha is. that Rosh Chodesh Tebet happens to also be Hanukkah. So Rosh Chodesh Tebet Shehaliot B'Shabbat Also, Mevi'im Shalosh Torot You take three Tzafei Torah Ve'kurim Ba'im Echad Ve'anyanot Shalom One is Paratash Shavua Ve'echad B'Rosh Chodesh Ve'echad B'Hanukkah So the Gemara says V'Sericha You need to know me both statements Basically, I got the rule already You told me when it comes to Rosh Chodesh Shehaliot B'Shabbat You take out three Sefarim so I, I, I know, the, the, the same thing, what did you need both statements for? Basically it's the same principle that you're repeating twice. Because if you told me uh, in the case of in the Shodesh Adar, I would say, I'm sorry, if you told me the case of Hanukkah, if you told me the case of Shodesh Tebet, I would say, in Rosh Chodesh Tebet, you take at least a Sefer Torah. One for Parashat Shavua, one for Rosh Chodesh, and one for Hanukkah. However, but when it comes to maybe Parashat Shekalim, I might have thought that he holds like Rav. 
And what do you read for Parashat Shekharim? You read Rosh Chodesh. So you only have to take out two Sefarim. Because with, with, with one Sefer, you get two readings. You get the Rosh Chodesh reading and the Shekharim reading. The Amar Parashat Shekharim, it's called Ben Nachmi, Ubeshtei Torot, Sagi. Kamash Ma'alad. No. That even on Rosh Chodesh Adad, Shalom Shabbat, he follows Shemuel, and you read Kitisa, therefore you have to take out three Sefarim. So the Gemara goes the other way now. Okay. So then just give me the case of Rosh Chodesh Adar. Which is the big Hindush. And once I know already you're taking out three Sifarim in that case, automatically I know you'll take out three Sifarim on Rosh Chodesh. So the Gemara says, you're right. He didn't make both statements. He only made one statement. The second statement of Rosh Chodesh Tebet is just automatically implied from the first explicit statement he said. The Gemara is just saying the second statement. Not that Rabbi Shachmav has said both statements. He only made a statement, what? Rosh Chodesh Adar, Shachmav Yom Shabbat, three Sefer Torah. We imply on our own, uh, if that's true, then of course Rosh Chodesh Tebet also falls on Shabbat, you take out three Sefer Torah. It's one statement, but we deduce from that statement the second statement. So therefore it's not redundant, Rabbi Shachmav himself. The Gemara continues. Okay, that's Hanukkah. Okay, Rosh Chodesh Tebet falls out during the week. Amar Bitzchak, Karut Tlata Rosh Chodesh Vachad Hanukkah. So we know you send up four olim. Rosh Chodesh gets four people up to the Torah. How do you break up the reading? But so he says three in one. Advantage you, advantage Rosh Chodesh. Three Rosh Chodesh, one Hanukkah. The fourth one Hanukkah. The Ravdimi Demin Haifa Amar. He says the opposite. Advantage Hanukkah. Three in the Hanukkah reading and one in the Rosh Chodesh. Now what's the logic? Gemara explains. Amar of Mani, Kivatet Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha Mistabra. It makes sense to follow Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha that what? That you read three in the Rosh Chodesh. You give the advantage to the Rosh Chodesh. Why? The Tadir Vishiru Tadir, Tadir Kodem. What is more prevalent? Rosh Chodesh or Hanukkah? Rosh Chodesh. So therefore you should give the advantage to Rosh Chodesh. Give three to Rosh Chodesh and one to... No, I think the other rabbi is more Mr. Why? Who brings the fourth aliyah? Who's responsible for the fourth aliyah? Rosh Chodesh. Because if it was just for Hanukkah, you only have three on him. It's Rosh Chodesh that causes the fourth aliyah to come. And therefore, Therefore, you should read the fourth aliyah in Rosh Chodesh, since it caused it to come. It's also good logic. So, Gabriel says, What's the bottom line? Rabbi Yosef Amar. The Yosef says, you don't give any, don't pay attention to Rosh Chodesh to make it Da'ikar. Ela make Hanukkah Da'ikar and put Rosh Chodesh as the fourth Aliyah. The Rava Amar, E Meshkihim Bahanukkah. Rava says the opposite. We don't pay attention to Hanukkah to make it Da'ikar. Ela you make Rosh Chodesh Da'ikar Hanukkah. Tafel. Velcheta, E Meshkihim Bahanukkah. You don't give credence to Hanukkah to treat it as Da'ikar. Ve Rosh Chodesh, Da'ikar. And that's how, that's the halakha. We send up three for the Chodesh, and the fourth Aliyah is Hanukkah. So, El Mashkihin Berosh Chodesh. I'm sorry, El Mashkihin Bahanukkah and the Chodesh Ikar. We don't pay attention to the uh, Hanukkah. means we give it second level, and the Chodesh is the main item. Look at the Aliyah. Amen.